Welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast, where we talk about real ministry for the majority. I'm your host, Ken Hester, and I am all alone today. So it is officially summer. It is officially vacation. Uh, I think Jamie uh, might still be at, an, at a homeschool event. Um, an, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. She, she's, she's definitely hanging out with family somewhere. And then Andy is out today as well. Uh, he's, he's had a couple of trips with the family. I don't know if he's on a volleyball tournament or he might be uh, yeah, actually taking a couple of days Whatever it is, I'm glad that we you know just talk about recharging. We talk about health here in the podcast, but we we practice it, we live it out. So those are some pretty cool things that Jamie and Andy are out today. And then we had last week we had an incredible, incredible uh, conversation with Brian Poole about all things audio, video, and lighting. So we kind of already hit our guest quota as well for the month. So you guys are stuck with me today as part of the podcast. But hopefully we've got some good insight for you and we've got some good good things to chat about, good things to download to you today in your leadership. And again, as we talk about real ministry for the majority. So um, as always, Thank you for listening on whatever platform you're listening on, whatever podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening on that platform. In, in any way, in every way, please do us a favor. Go ahead and like, go ahead and comment, go ahead and five-star review that, and please share it. Share it with somebody. You know, I love seeing on, on social media, I love seeing in different ways, even through text messages, uh, I go through and share the podcast with people, and um, they're like, oh man, I got to share this with somebody. So leave us a comment, maybe who you shared it with, and uh, and, and maybe, maybe we might do a, a live Q&A in the future. Um, so drop some questions in. What are some things that you want to talk about here on the podcast? We're excited to always hear from our listeners and dive deep into what the majority of, of ministry is is dealing with. So we we have a handle on that. We've talked with some great people. But today, today we're going to be focusing on intentional multiplication. And as we as we continue in church ministry, regardless of what church ministry looks like for you, if you're in person, if you're online, if you're both, um, if you're just trying to figure out how to come out of COVID, uh, whether you're at 20% capacity or you're maybe uh, upwards towards 50 plus percent capacity, what we do know is that multiplication of leadership is something that is never changing. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, it's been from the very beginning of time. How do we multiply ourselves? How do we multiply what we know and the knowledge that we have to to inform other people, to train other people, to coach other people, to have people come alongside us, maybe through an internship or an apprenticeship? What does that really look like? And and really what it comes down to, I think, is, is when you're talking with people in the different forums, when the different formats is really identifying the number of people that you're talking to, right? Are you informing? Is this most most people that are listening to the podcast, you have some kind of stage presence, right? You've got some kind of uh, announcements or you're preaching something from stage. You're informing for the most part. 
at that level. You're informing any number of people. It could be a Sunday school class. It could be a small group. It could be a leader meeting. But you're informing people of things they need to know about the events that are coming up, about how to give, about how to go deeper in their walk with God, about how they're going to lead their teams, how they're going to care for them. You're informing any number of people from you know, one person to thousands of people, hundreds of people, whatever it is, you're informing them. And and the, a major key to informing people, if you're looking to multiply your leadership and, and multiply communication specifically, is you're looking for consistency, but I think you're also looking for inspiration, right? So we've talked about that a little bit in the podcast before as well, is how are you not just informing people, but how are you inspiring people? You can tell them the different ways to give, but are you telling them why they should give? You're telling them different ways to lead their small group, but are you telling them why they should have a small group in the first place? So the information connected to the inspiration is is a major key, but also the consistency. You know, statistically now more than ever, post-COVID or mid-COVID, whatever you want to call it, we're seeing less people come to church on a, on a weekly basis, even online. So now you're now the numbers pre-COVID were probably one in four um, times somebody coming to church. Now that number is trending more towards one in six weekends that they'll either attend online or in person. So the consistency of the information that you're providing to people needs to be there. It may sound like you're saying the same thing over and over and over again, but you're really talking to a new audience every weekend. Um, You may be talking to 10% of the same amount of people uh, or the same uh, family units, but ultimately that number is rotating. So you've got to be consistent. You've got to be inspirational. And I think you've got to be efficient in, in this information. You're not going to get up there. If you can say something, I mean, even in this podcast, right, we do our very best to stick to 20 minutes. And we do that most of the time. Uh, I think there's only a couple of episodes where we've hit the 21, 22 minute mark. But we try to be as efficient as possible in the information and the inspiration and the consistency that we bring it. Every week you're going to get a podcast, right? We're going to be consistent in that. Every week we're going to have one big thought. Uh, every week, we're going to try to be as efficient as possible. We're going to try to inspire you in your ministry, in the direction that you're going. And and I think that those are the things that, that we really need to focus on when we're informing large numbers of people specifically, but any number of people. If that's five people, 10 people, 25 people, whatever it is, 250 people, you need to, in the informing multiplication of communication, right? That that that's a lot of shuns there, right? But information, multiplication, and and in that, I would say you've got to you've got to look at those three key things: consistency, inspiration, and efficiency when you're informing, right? Now, now here's here's the next thing that when you're thinking about intentional multiplication, you want to think about through training. How are you truly training people? And this is 
you know, uh, I would say a medium number of people, anywhere from six people to 70 people, depending on the size of your team, depending on the size of your staff, depending on the size of, of who you're trying to train. You've got to train people intentionally. You've got to train people in a way that is relational, even though trainings mostly, you know, can be video or they can be taught. Um, you've got to think through the relational access that will help them transform training into practical application. Of course, you can continue to add inspiration into it, continue to add efficiency into it. If you can do a training in 30 minutes instead of an hour and a half, please do it, right? If you can, you know, do, uh, going back to our informing section just for a second, if you can do announcements in three minutes instead of seven, do it. But this efficiency, I think, is is definitely something that's underrated, especially when it comes to training, is how effective is the training that you're doing? Is it a document? Does it need to be a document? Is it a video? Does it need to be a video? Does it need to be a combination of video and document? Is it connecting to people? Does it resonate in any way? Because a lot of trainings are very dry. A lot of trainings are very, again, informative, but... They don't actually help the people that you're talking to focus on the task at hand. So when you're thinking through training as as a major piece of intentional multiplication, think through the aspect of, do you want to sit through that training? (laughs) Is is this helpful to you? Is this something that you go, I'm going to play this back, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a video, whether I'm going to teach it, I'm going to teach it to my spouse, I'm going to teach it to a friend, I'm going to teach it to another coworker, or I'm going to teach it to one volunteer or a small group of volunteers before I take this live and then get feedback. Because if your training is not focused, if it's not connecting, and if it's not efficient, then it's really not going to be effective. It's not going to land well. And, and, and ultimately, I think there's just one more piece before we move on to the next one. I think there's a level of, of prospecting that comes with training. Like, who are you looking for in that training that could be a leader, that could do what you're doing? Maybe you shouldn't be the only one that's doing the training. But how can you empower? How can you train that group of people or that individual to then become the trainer? So think through that and intentional multiplication. Again, the first two are informing and training. Number three, number three is coaching. Coaching. So this is going to be a little bit more uh, intense. This is going to be a smaller group of people. Think of this as maybe four to 10, four to 12 people where these are leaders. These are people that are, have already been trained You've already informed him. You can kind of even think of this as a, as a funnel, right? So you're going from informing, which is the, the mass majority of people. You're going to training, which is an, a smaller group of people. And now you're going into coaching, which is an in-depth next level layer where you think of a personal coach, you think of a trainer, they're going to push you I think I think of some of the workouts that I've had with with trainers in the past where I go, I'm 
I'm paying you to do this to me? Really? Like you're yelling at me. You're telling me I can do another set. You're adding more weight. You're pushing me to limits that I didn't know that I had. And that's truly what coaching is, is you're, you're going another layer deeper. You're, you're pushing people in a healthy way. You're pushing people, leaders, staff, into a depth that they didn't know that they had. They didn't know that they could, they could do, they could lead, they could train, they could inform, they could develop, they could themselves coach. Maybe not now, but in the future. How are you coaching them to a depth that they didn't know that they had? And that is true coaching. It's making people uncomfortable, not in, not in a way that's going to turn them off, but in a way that's going to keep them coming back for more. I think coaching is also collaboration. So it's not a one-way street. You know, when you, I coached basketball for a little while, and I think about when I was coaching coaching basketball, I had to know from the player what they wanted to work on. There were some things that I knew that they need to work on based on my assessment and evaluation of them, but they brought different insight to, oh, you know what? I'm actually struggling with this. I'm struggling with um, my shot selection, not just my shot. I'm struggling with my endurance, not just the drills. So they gave me another level of insight, but that only came through collaboration that only comes through you having an open conversation through your coaching. I'm sure there's many of you that are listening that you may have had a coach in the past, usually in a sports aspect, but you may have had a coach in the past that is very demanding, that doesn't really care about what you have to say. They just tell you what you what that their way is the is essentially the only way. And that's not collaboration, that's not helpful. That might move them forward, but then that becomes about them as the coach rather than you as the player. And coaching truly is about the players. It's about your staff. It's about your volunteers. It's about your leaders. It's about you can how you can help them, again, go to another depth, go to another layer that they didn't think was possible. But that really only comes through collaboration. And then, of course, coaching is accountability, right? the best coaches help keep you accountable. They keep you accountable to what you need to do, what you need to accomplish, um, whether I'm going to use the the workout aspect again. When I had a trainer uh, a few years back, they were also helping me with my nutrition, with my eating. So it wasn't just about what I was doing in the gym, but it was what I was doing outside of the gym. It was about the water intake. It was, it was another layer of accountability. It was... Hey, I, I, why did I only see you two? Why did I only see you twice last week? How often are you coaching people? How often are you meeting with these leaders? These four to twelve people, you can meet with them all together. You can have them collaborate together. You can collaborate with them. You can create accountability for them and with them and with each other. And as you're doing this, this helps them and ultimately helps your organization go to another level as well. So really think through this coaching layer as another layer that you can intentionally multiply yourself and the leaders or staff members that are directly under you. All right, so as we're following this funnel, we're going to get into the last section here, and then we're going to wrap up our time today. But you've got informing, which is your largest funnel, and the top piece of the funnel. 
You've got the next layer, which is training, which is a smaller number of people. Then you've got coaching, which is another smaller group of, of leaders that you're coaching and developing. And then finally, you've got an apprenticeship, right? You've got a, a mentor-mentee situation. You've got a, a specific layer that this is really one-on-one. You, you are, talk about, if you want to talk about multiplication, this is like, this is walking somebody through specifically what it looks like to do what you do. And this is a probably one of the bigger pieces that is missed in all ministries in ultimately a lot of even for-profit organizations. This apprenticeship layer where it challenges the capacity of the person. It, it challenges them to go beyond even, again, I know we talked about the depth of coaching, but it, it kind of goes beyond what they what they really thought was possible in their leadership. I'll give you a quick example. I had someone, uh, I was I was teaching a, a volunteer training class and just kind of giving them the why and the what and all the details of, of why they signed up to volunteer, why they signed up to be a part of the church. Well, I had somebody in there that was helping me out with all the details and kind of the behind the scenes things. And I said to her one time, I said, what, have you ever thought about teaching this class? And she was mortified. I've never done this before. I I know the content, but I've never really stood in front of people. And 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 I said I ended up finding out that she was a elementary school teacher. And I said, Well, you're you're a teacher. Of course, you've done this before. She's like, Not with adults. This is totally different. But because of the apprenticeship, because of the capacity, because of the the influence that I had with her, the relational, again, equity that I had, the intentional funnel that I had taken her through from informing to training to coaching, she kind of knew that this was her next step. So sure enough, I challenged her, gave her an opportunity, um, I coached her through it, and she was phenomenal. She ended up doing the class for me, something I didn't have to do anymore. I literally multiplied my leadership because then it wasn't just a multiplication of her, then she trained someone else to do it with her. So then she could now do it every other week, which was phenomenal. So multiplication of leadership, again, at this apprenticeship level, is not just an addition, but it's multiplication. We can add more leaders, we can add more staff, we can add things, but the true multiplication comes when it's another layer. 2 Timothy 2 is a great example of this, where Paul is writing to Timothy in verse 2, and he tells them, he tells Timothy, now go and tell the leaders what I've told you, so that the leaders can go and tell others. This multiplication is what I've just talked about. He's informed Timothy, and then he's trained Timothy, and Timothy is training leaders and coaching those leaders, and then through the apprenticeship that, that Paul has had with Timothy, because of all this, now they're informing another layer that Paul is ultimately completely uh, completely void from. So think about your multiplication of it's a capacity thing. How much capacity do you have? Your multiplication through an apprenticeship allows you to increase your capacity, allows you to scale well, and allows you to influence more people as the person that you're raising up under you through the apprenticeship, then has influence as well. 
So that's it. That's intentional multiplication in 20 minutes or less on one big thought, informing, training, coaching, and apprenticeship. You guys have an incredible day, and we'll see you again next week.